0: What's up, guys? It's the Blue Bloods, and we're back after a short break. We took the end of last week off to wrap up the season, but we're back. We're starting a new series here on the Blue Bloods called The Best of 2020. We're wrapping up the best of this entire season, and it's recent. We're starting at the end and working our way backwards, apparently. We're going to start with the best of 2020, bowl season edition. We're breaking down the best of the bowl season, the biggest upsets, the worst performances, statement wins, best game, MVP, and of course, we got to give y'all our opinion on which bowl game that was canceled do we want to see most because we missed out on a lot of great games this offseason. We have senior bowl covers coming up, but we had to wrap up the season with the bangs. So make sure to tune in two times a week to catch the best of 2020 right here. But let's go ahead and kick off bowl season. Starting with the biggest upset, Brandon, man, we saw a bunch of teams that normally wouldn't get into bowl season pull off big victories. There's a lot of candidates here for biggest upset, but which upset or maybe even two upsets did you think deserve the spot of the biggest upset of the 2020 bowl season?
1: So I only had one here, um, but it was a game that, you know, we both chose the, the higher ranked team, the team with the better record to beat a team that normally wouldn't have gotten into a bowl game, period. Um, and I don't know if that's because the, the team that ended up winning is just better or if the uh, the favorite in this game just played an awful game because I think both are kind of the case in a way. Um, but I've got I've got Mississippi State pulling off the upset against Tulsa uh, in the like Armed that. Forces Bowl. You know, and this is one that, I, I mean, like I said, going into it, Zach and I both chose Tulsa. You know, Tulsa was rolling. We talked about how their only losses on the season uh, were to Cincinnati in their conference championship game and to Iowa State, or I'm sorry, to Oklahoma right there at the beginning of the season. Um, and so, like, these were, this was a team that we thought, you know, they're ranked 24 in the country. They could definitely be ranked higher. You know, maybe they deserve to be ranked higher. There's certain teams that, that the committee's taking liberties with and giving the benefit of the doubt to, but Tulsa just kind of like lies low. They're not really in a, uh, I mean, they're in the AAC, so it's not like a super high-profile conference, and it's not a conference apparently that the committee wants to put into the playoff. Um, but maybe they're really good, and we just don't know. And then they played against Mike Leach and Mississippi State, and it will turn out that they're not good because Mississippi State's not good. <laughs> Before this game, Mississippi State had three wins. They finished the season off with four wins. You know, this is a three-team, this is a three-win team making the playoffs. Which, by the way has never happened before this year. They had to make exceptions for Mississippi State to get into the Armed Forces Bowl this season. And then Mississippi State somehow, you know, they had the brawl. Um, They ended up winning this game. uh, And they were leading for like a majority of this game. Like most of this game, they were in the lead and it kind of seemed comfortable.
0: Yeah. I mean, they won the game and arguably they might have won the brawl, depending on how you look at it. I guess it depends (laughs) on what you prefer in a brawl. You know, the kid who kicked the, the the Tulsa player laying on the ground, you, you didn't win anything. You, 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 no. you get the clown award because how you kick somebody already on the ground and then run away, I don't want to hear it. But, I mean, Brandon, I mean, you, you say Mississippi State dominated the game, but Tulsa outgained them by 200-plus yards. They, ha- they had over 10 more first downs. They dominated time of possession. I mean, the fact that they lost this game is mind-blowing, and you look at, you know – what happened those two field goals in the second quarter where they had two 11 play drives over four minutes and they came away with field goals really cost them the game here. Plus they got into the red zone again, Brandon in a 90 yard interception return for a touchdown, put Mississippi state up by eight at that point. And I just don't think they ever could get it back. Plus they had a failed two point conversion in the fourth quarter, which ultimately was the difference in the game. So I think Tulsa was the better team here, but this is almost, if you look in the dictionary, this should be the definition of biggest upset or just upset right. in general. Because Tulsa played better the entire game and just one, two mistakes really cost them the game here.
1: Yeah, that and turnovers, everything else. I mean, it was just, it was a tough performance. And then, like you said, they lost the brawl. If you kick a guy on the ground and run away, you lose the brawl immediately. That's just how that, straight to prison is what you, where you should go if you do
0: that. <laughs> and then he bragged about on Instagram Live. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, man. Do yeah, better. That? Do better. But, you know, Brandon, I'm going to stay in the state of Mississippi for mom. I have Ole Miss upsetting number 11 Indiana in the Outback Bowl. The fact that, you had another four and five team out of Mississippi from the SEC come in here and beat the 11th ranked team in the country. It just blows my mind. I mean, Brandon, they were up 20 to six at one point in the, in the fourth quarter. And it took a big comeback by Indiana to make this even look close.
1: Yeah. Indiana is one of those teams. They're a big comeback team or like a big, almost comeback team. I mean, at least
0: this that, season. It, yeah, at least this season. But you give up almost 500 yards to Ole Miss. You got two turnovers. You you let them just ball out on you. I mean, Tuttle did not have a very good game. 200 yards and in interception. Matt Corral. I listen, Brandon. I mean, me and you watch a lot of SEC football. This kid is a baller. If the, if if there ever was one at Ole Miss, I mean. 340 yards, two touchdowns. We've seen this kid do it to defenses way better than Indiana. He's did it to Alabama. He did it to LSU. He's done it to Auburn. He's done it to everyone they played, and he just he he made enough plays down the stretch to win. And listen, I know their starting quarterback was out, but as the number eleven team in the country, you can't go into that outback bowl and lose to a losing record Ole Miss team. No, you absolutely can't. That is. It just blows my mind. I think Indiana, if I'm not mistaken, Brandon, was ranked in the top ten during this game. I think they fell to 11, but I believe they were in the top ten, weren't they? I think that they were 11. Actually, that's that's real tough, isn't it? That is that's yeah. a bad look. I mean, you look, and I'm so, Brandon. I don't know about you. This is the best of 2020. If we had a best of 2020 teams, I'm looking forward to next year. A healthy Indiana team is on that list. I am so pumped. To see Indiana healthy and hopefully, you know, everyone can come back from injury because I think this team was a New Year six team at full strength.
1: Yeah, and it's it's starting to look like Tom Allen's gonna to stay put. Um, maybe not, but but huge probably. win right there. That's a huge yeah, win right there. It is, man. That's just a guy that people wanna I mean, I'm not joking. That's a guy that, that people want to play for, honestly. Would you oh, trade yeah.
0: Coach O for Tom Allen?
1: No. But but <laughs> I would like to have him on staff. We're still looking for a defensive coordinator. I only know if he's a defensive <laughs> coach. I would like that though if we can if we can get that done. He said,
0: "Tom Allen, whatever you specialize in, please bring it to the Bayou." I don't
1: care. But, I don't care if he's a special teams coach. I'll hire him at DC. Ooh,
0: ah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. But let's move on here. We're going to get you know even more down in the dumps here on the Blue Bloods. We have the worst performances now. These could be full team performances, coach performances, player performances, Brandon. But I'll kick it off. I meant you go first last time. We'll try to like snake draft it almost where I don't have to just put you on the spot every single time. I have the entire team here of the Florida Gators, Brandon. (laughs) I mean, good Lord. you can Listen, you could put Kyle Trask on this list. You can put Dan Mullen. You could put, you know, if we had the worst of 2020, this Florida defense might be number one in my book. Are you kidding yeah. me? You give up six hundred and eighty-four yards to Oklahoma. You have three turnovers. You I mean, Brandon, there was a point in the game, I believe, um, it was 38-0 run for the Oklahoma Sooners. Right. Are you That's serious? <laughs> Kyle tr Kyle Traster for less than a less than 160 yards. He had three interceptions on in the first half and their leading rusher was their backup quarterback.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's not great. You know, the Florida team really deflated once Kyle like every single time that Kyle Pitts is on the field for Florida, they were just a bad team. I mean, I I hate I mean, they were they lost to LSU this season without Kyle Pitts. Yeah. So I mean,
0: it, like that's true and the thing that just blows my mind about like blows my entire mind about this is I get they have players sitting out. But so did a bunch of other teams that put up, you know, at least spirited performances. Y- your Hosman Trophy winning or, or competing quarterback had a twenty one QBR.
1: Right, it's tough, and a bad, and a really bad goatee.
0: Ah, uh, it's 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 disgusting. I mean, are you he kidding me? <laughs> uh, that's just it's real bad. And your leading wide receiver had two catches.
1: Right. No, it's. Yep. I just I it, say.
0: for me, Dan Mullen should have done better getting his team ready to play, and so I'm putting Florida as my worst performance of this bowl season. Um, I have some other ones, but Brandon, I'm gonna let you knock yours out. Who did you have as your worst performance of bowl season?
1: I also have a few, but I'll just hit you with the one first. Um, I'm gonna go with Clemson, I think, but more importantly, second quarter Clemson who just, who just <laughs> let Ohio State jump out to the most gigantically. They let them jump out to a three-touchdown lead that they never came back from. Um, it's
0: pretty bad. You know, it was pretty bad.
1: Well, well, if you look at the numbers, I mean, and I watched the game, and it, you know, to me, when I was watching – obviously, I watched the game, but uh, when I was watching it, like, Ohio State kind of seemed – other than the first quarter, like, after the first quarter, it was just dominant by Ohio State. But something about that second quarter, just this Clemson team – couldn't catch back up and if you look at it like by the numbers if you look at it by each quarter like they scored identical points in every quarter except for the second quarter where they got outscored 21 nothing and i mean that you know, that was just like a dagger i don't know if it was like like Dabo swinney not not propagandizing this game enough or maybe there wasn't enough bulletin board material i don't know how because ryan day just well he loves to write bulletin board material um I don't know what it was, but Clemson really dropped the ball here, and they really underperformed. And I wanted to mention this in the in the, one of the biggest upsets, but uh, I figured I'd save it for here. That was, like, clearly the worst performance for me. Travis Etienne looked awful this game. I don't know. This whole team, something about it, didn't look great. No,
0: I, I completely agree with you. They – it and, you know, it's funny because, you know, we talked about the storyline before the game, Brandon, about, you know, the sign stealing from – the Clips and defensive staff, well, o- uh, I mean, Ohio State purposely ran hurry-up and, like, what is it, the sugar huddles or whatever they're called? Uh, right. They purposely ran those so they couldn't steal signals, and look what happened. So maybe there was a little bit of truth to that beat up. Maybe just a <laughs> smidge of truth to that because yeah. once they started doing hurry-up, they looked real lost. They looked real right. lost. That's true. So – that's something to look for, but Brandon, this one's going to hurt you, and I'm sorry. Oh, no. My worst perform, my second worst performance, are the UCF Knights.
1: I, that didn't hurt me as much as it as it definitely could have, but okay.
0: <laughs> that I mean, they got demolished, Brandon. I mean, that's when you're down twenty-one to nothing after the first quarter, at, right. at, in your home state. Pretty much just a home game for you, and you give up six hundred and fifty-five yards of total offense, and you were down forty-nine to ten in, in the third quarter.
1: Yeah, it look it, when when the only <laughs> quarter where you out when you outscore your uh, the team you're playing against is the fourth quarter when you're already down forty-nine uh, seventeen. That's not. That's not good. That's that's never been good. And tell me why in the fourth quarter when they scored that touchdown they went for two. They were down 23-49, and they went for two. Hey, so comeback season. On?
0: Comeback season.
1: It was seven minutes left in the game, Zach. <laughs> they <went for> two. <laughs> I mean, and
0: listen, I know Dylan Gabriel had no turnovers, but twenty one for forty five for two hundred yards is not a good performance for Dylan Gabriel. No, it's not. And the leading wide receiver had 67 yards, Brandon. Uh, this is a UCF team that has multiple 100-yard receivers week in and week out. Right. And they just got outplayed. I wanted, I wanted to see more. You picked UCF. I was nervous about picking BYU because it was pretty much a home game for UCF. To go to let a team come into your home state and put it on you like that was, was just dis- disappointing.
1: <laughs> it was very disappointing. I mean, that game. UCF definitely could perform better, especially two years or three years after their national title run. Like you'd think they maybe, maybe they'd uh, be able to perform a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I got one more, Brandon. But I'm gonna let you knock knock your next one out. So, who do you have as your worst performance?
1: Um, So my last worst performance is going to go to Nick Saban, um, just because he's usually very stoic, and I saw I saw a smile sneak out when he when he held the trophy for that. Those two, three seconds when he was holding the national championship trophy. That, that, that must mean the dynasty's over. Yeah, I think so. He might, I think he's getting soft. Like he might retire pretty soon.
0: <laughs> he's got to keep working, bro, so he doesn't let that boat run out of gas on, <laughs> on the lake anymore with this team in
1: it. That's fair.
0: Oh, man. But, you know, I, I do have an, I'm going back to the SEC just like you, Brandon. I have Auburn. I have everything Auburn stands yeah. for. I have Kevin <laughs> Steele. I have Bo Nix. I have Gus Malzahn because he wasn't even there. But I'm blaming Gus Malzahn. I'm blaming Alan Green, the AD. I'm blaming to- I'm blaming every coach in Auburn history. I'm looking at you, Tommy Tuberville. I'm looking at Eugene Chizik. Everyone's getting blamed here, and you know this was this was a miserable performance, Brandon. They were down fourteen to nothing after the first quarter. Right, it's bad. And they (laughs) had no. Yeah, you did. I chose Northwestern. I knew what was going to happen. Northwestern put up four hundred and fifty-seven yards on this Auburn team, and they they had thirty-five minutes of time of possession. And Auburn's defense made Peyton Ramsey look like Peyton
1: Manning. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that.
0: He had three hundred yards and three touchdowns.
1: Peyton Manning, Zach. (laughs)
0: I, I don't want to hear it. Listen, Kevin Steele, you should be ashamed of yourself. I am so glad you're headed to Tennessee where you belong with the rest of those losers. <laughs> it's time yeah. for a new day in Auburn. And I'm so glad you're out of here. That game was embarrassing. And I don't want to talk about it again, but you deserve the worst performance. You get the Dunts Trophy. You are garbage.
1: And that whole team needs to be thrown in the trash. Okay. I mean, that's – wow. Zach has a very strong feeling. Zach is calling. Zach, Zach is now a Big Ten fan. He thinks the Big Ten is the best conference in college football because
0: of this game. No, no, Pac twelve. We're going Pac twelve. Pac (laughs) (laughs) twelve. We we're Pac twelve fans now. But no, we're we're AAC fans. As much as we stand the AAC on this podcast, we're we're going to be AAC fans. But you know, I'm a big statement there by me in terms of Auburn. Let's move on to something else. A statement win, Brandon. What teams or teams had a statement win this bowl season?
1: I'll tell I'll tell you who did, Zach. Um, the team that had the biggest statement win, in my opinion, had to be. This is I, I have two. Should I, should I be serious or should I joke? I'm going with UL, Louis, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns, Zach. Ooh. Over UT, dude. They finished their season with one loss. They the faced at-
0: University of Texas San Antonio, who was missing like
1: half their team and their head coach. At least they won their bowl game. And in, they like, choked it Carolina. away, almost choked it away. They almost always choke it away, but the, the key is that they don't. <laughs> and they did. That's didn't. fair enough. That's fair but my, enough. I'll my, give my, you that. my serious one, Zach, um, my serious statement win had to be Georgia over Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, this Georgia team has put something together. You know, the first three losses this season were tough. You know, we were all talking about, you know, what is, what is Georgia missing? Turns out it was JT Daniels, the quarterback, is what they were missing. And ever since he's been in, this team has looked incredible. And uh, look, that, even though they had a three-loss season this year, even though that's not this It's just great, a two-loss,
0: bro. Well, where, where's that third loss coming?
1: I thought they had three losses.
0: It's two. It's Bama and Florida.
1: Well, even though they had those two losses. Maybe I was chalking <laughs> up, like, maybe it was, like, how I call that, that Arkansas game a loss for Auburn. Maybe something like that. I don't know. But <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, even though they had these two losses, even though this was the year that people were – Thinking that Georgia might be able to uh, win the SEC, um, I think that there's at least something hopeful about being able to beat Cincinnati. One of these teams, another one that Zach and I both picked in this game, um, this team that some people were arguing should be in the playoff. Yeah, I think that's a great win and definitely a statement going into next season.
0: Yeah, that was my pick, man. Listen, I know everyone's going to be saying that Cincinnati. That's how's that a statement when they beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati was a good team. Like, can we please lay off the Bearcats? And for Georgia to do it, Brandon, missing, like, what was it, six starters? Right. And the way they did it, too, they got down, it looked out of reach, and then 14-0 fourth quarter for the Bulldogs. It just – it was amazing. And for that defense, man, the Cincinnati defense was so good all year long. JT Daniels throws for 400 yards.
1: I mean, it was insane. It was a crazy performance.
0: It, it was a, it was a beautiful performance, man. I was I was very very impressed with Georgia. And listen, if JT Daniels announced he's coming back, this is a team to watch next year, guys. Because I think if they had JT Daniels, those two losses go a lot different. I don't think they'd beat Alabama because the Alabama was that good, but that Florida game could have looked real different if JT Daniels was eating up that secondary like everyone else yeah, in the country could. That's, that's a fact. That's, it's a fact. And you know, I'm going to circle back here, Brandon, because I feel like, you know, we talked about this game on the other side, but for my statement win, man, I know this is going to sound crazy because the other team was missing a lot of players too. I'm going Oklahoma. The way yeah. they beat Florida was amazing. I mean, Spencer rather three touchdowns, no interceptions. And listen, I want to say this, Ramondre Stevenson. Is he getting right. any Hosme consideration next year? Cause he should. <laughs>
1: He should at least be in the talks for sure.
0: I mean, 18 carries, 186 yards and a touchdown. And then they have a backup who has nine carries for 110 yards in a touchdown. Both of them averaging over 10 yards per carry in that defense, man. To make Kyle – I know – listen, I know Kyle Trask was missing his top three wide receiving targets, but to make him look as bad as they did was spectacular for me. I mean, that defense has been flying around. And we talked about before the game, Brandon, how good that Oklahoma defense looked down the stretch. If Lincoln Riley could keep this defense together and Spencer rather keeps going in that upward trajectory that we've seen him, you know, continue to go since that loss against K-State and Iowa State, this team is going to be one of the best teams in the country next year, and it could finally be the team to get get Lincoln Riley to a national championship. So I'm giving this a statement win this bowl season.
1: I definitely agree with you. And it's crazy because, I mean, when's the last time that we looked at Oklahoma and was like, oh, yeah, their running back might be the best player, in, not, not only on the <laughs> team, but in the country. And just, that doesn't happen. Uh, how about – I want to
0: give credit real quick, Brian. I know this is kind of off topic. Can we give credit finally – to the big 12 and their improvement on defenses and running backs?
1: We need to <laughs> because I mean it's been I mean just look at who we have.
0: I mean, look at Texas. Bajan Robinson easily could be one of the best bowl performers this this season. So he's a monster. You have Barisi Hall, you had Chuba Hubbard, you had LD Brown as a backup for for tuba hubbard you got ramande ramande uh, stevenson you also had trey sermon last year who look what he just did the the stable of running backs the big 12 is putting out is very very impressive to me and then the defenses man you look at Iowa state these past few years elite on defense oklahoma state was carried by its defense this year Oklahoma had one of the better defenses down the stretch this year. I mean, Baylor last year carried by their defense. I mean, when are we going to give credit where credit's due? I mean, Brandon, the Big 12 defenses outperformed SEC defenses this year. Right. So I think we need to talk about that more. I think more people need to recognize good defensive play when it's there. And I think that old saying that the Big 12 doesn't play any defense needs to be wrapped up because these defenses are showing out.
1: Oh, they absolutely are, especially the past few seasons.
0: Absolutely. So, do you have another statement statement win, man? I don't. Those are my two. Oh, you are so lame. This is this is ridiculous. Sorry. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm upset, but no, I, I'm just messing with you. But guys, we're gonna move on here. We got the best game of bowl season. I have two, Brandon, but I'll let you kick this one off.
1: I also have two, and. My my first one is the same as my statement win. I've got Cincinnati and Georgia. I mean, what an incredible game! Uh, the entire game, I was just sitting here. I was texting Zach, like, what? It, like, is this is this real life? Are we getting this in 2020? Is this how did how do we get so lucky? this was a great Uh, game i mean it was was crazy not only because so the reason it was great for me for like the first like little while there was because that's like oh cincinnati's gonna win this game they're not they're the new national champions is what they are and then the comeback by georgia which just made it this game even better in a way
0: i mean you look at like both of these teams and like what they accomplished this year is crazy i mean you look at just the talent on the field man you had jt daniels George Pickens, Jerome Ford, Desmond Ritter, uh, my all those dudes on that def- all, on both defenses that are future, you know, NFL picks. I mean, it, for me, Brandon, okay, like this is going to sound crazy to some people. It almost felt like a playoff game. Yeah, it did. Uh, and you know, and this is going to sound crazy again. With all the talent both these teams have coming back, this could be a future, another New Year's Six game next year, even a playoff game.
1: Well, if, if Cincinnati didn't make the playoff this year, I don't know if they ever will. But that's, and I hate to say that, but, I'm like, come on. You don't think so? I, I, if I were on the committee, I'd vote for them to be in, but apparently the committee doesn't want any non-Power 5 team in the playoff.
0: Okay, so, I, listen, I know Marcus Freeman is a huge loss for Cincinnati. He's on the way to Notre Dame. But you don't think they're going to be preseason top 10?
1: They might be preseason top 10, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be in the playoff.
0: But have you seen their schedule next year, bro?
1: Have you seen their schedule? I haven't. I haven't. But that—I mean—that that okay—you're not like playing into what I'm saying at all. Like you're not hearing what I'm saying. The committee does not want an AAC team in the playoff. If they did, UCF would have been in in 2017. If they did, then Cincinnati would have been in this year. But they don't.
0: Even with even with road wins against Indiana and Notre Dame, who are probably going to be in the top 10.
1: You've already won my vote. I already told you that they had my vote, but they won't get in.
0: I, I, listen, if they win out and they have a road win over Indiana who's going to be ranked, a road win over Notre Dame who's going to be top five most likely, a win over SMU, a win over Tulsa, a win over UCF, a win at Navy, I'm, they deserve to be in regardless. Yeah. I don't care who you are. That is elite company. I mean, that, that's, argue, that's what, five or six probably top 25 wins? Right, and uh, the road win at Notre Dame. If they beat Notre Dame on the road, sign me up. Sign me up. Uh, I I will buy a season tickets to the Bearcats next year. You know, I think we should make a trip to that game, Cincinnati Notre Dame. Brandon, you're going to meet me in South I mean, Bend. We're going to get we're going to get there.
1: If it's safe to travel, count me in.
0: That that's true. That's true. The vaccine. We'll see what happens with that. But Brandon, I feel like the next game. I feel like we both have it. I felt like it was obvious, um, and that is the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl, Liberty, Coastal Carolina, overtime game. That was just complete madness.
1: Yet another brawl, a couple of brawls. Yes,
0: a couple of brawls. That's yeah, that, that's tough.
1: This was also my best game category. I mean, this game yeah, came down to the wire, and it was the same <laughs> all the way through.
0: If if you didn't have this game on your list, you you, you don't know college football. Uh, if you just, didn't watch this game, Yes.
1: Turn, turn this podcast off and go watch the replay right now.
0: <laughs> and come back to us.
1: I mean, what, what, yeah.
0: what a game. I mean, Brandon, we, we probably saw Hugh Freeze's job flash before his eyes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, what was that play call?
1: It, bad. <laughs> if I had to put it into one word, bad.
0: And what are the odds you have a fumble right there, man? Come on. Yeah. It was bad, guys. Hugh Freeze has the chance to pretty much ice the game. He makes a bad play call. The ball's fumbled. Coastal Carolina gets it, has a chance to win the game. They do not. But, I mean, Brandon, if I would have told you Liberty won with Malik Willis throwing two interceptions and no touchdowns, you probably would have said, oh, Coastal Carolina by 1,000.
1: Yeah, probably, just – just based off of that, yeah.
0: And Grayson McCall throwing three hundred yards, three touchdowns, and rushing for a hundred and another touchdown, right? But Malik Willis rushing for four touchdowns. Brandon, I mean, listen, these two kids right here, Malik Willis and Grayson McCall, especially McCall for me, he's got to get some NFL talk. If Trey Lance can get some NFL hype, Grayson McCall, when he, I mean, this kid was a true freshman this year, Brandon, and just straight up balled out i mean brandon as a true freshman this year he he completed 68 percent of his passes for 2500 yards 26 touchdowns and only three interceptions
1: that's absolutely
0: insane i mean he's 6-3 which is great size for the nfl i, I think this kid is going to be a future nfl talent malik willis he's got to refine his passing but for these two teams to be matched up in bowl season, I don't know who makes the bowl matchups or how exactly it works all behind the scenes everywhere, but whoever decided to put these two teams against each other should get a raise. (laughs)
1: Let's go ahead and give, let's go ahead and give this, uh, the FBC Mortgage Bowl, a call and con- congratulate whoever takes these games.
0: <laughs> Bro, they should they should be a New Year Six Bowl just for this. That should be their reward. <laughs> Could you imagine a playoff game? No national championship. The Cure Bowl. That'd be legendary man yeah. but yeah I mean you, you looking at this game man as the best game of bowl season combined over 900 yards of total offense you had four turnovers the time of possession was separated by like 30 seconds they had they, they combined for 50 first downs I mean you had points all over the place you had talent all over the field and these offenses balled out and you had two of the you know most exciting you know coaches in here I mean Hugh Freeze is going to be Back in Division One very soon, and Coastal Carolina's coach should be getting calls as well. And the only thing missing was the was the teal turf, friend, and that's the only thing that could have made this game more epic.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, I would have loved that. Maybe they should have like imported some.
0: <laughs> just, just listen. We're gonna uproot y'all's field. We're gonna take the turf down to Florida. We're gonna let the <laughs> Gators lay it, and we'll we'll be rolling. <laughs> Orlando. What a weird place, bro. Orlando. I'm surprised Orlando doesn't have just wild turf anyway. But yeah, that's that's, that's those two games were shoe-wins. I knew we were gonna have the same, but it's that time, guys. MVPs of bowl season. Brandon, I have two, so I'll kick it off with my first one. And this was gonna be unconventional, but let me explain it first. And and I'm gonna say the name and I'm gonna get y'all to guess. I'm gonna get everybody to guess who, like, what team this kid plays on, okay? Okay. Cameron Peoples is my MVP of all Cam, season.
1: Cameron Peoples. See, this is a bad look for me because I don't know.
0: He is the like I, running back for Appalachian State.
1: There we go. Okay. Well, weird, weird pick.
0: 22 carries, 317 yards, and five touchdowns. Yeah, he probably deserved MVP. Brandon Brandon said, I'm going to throw my pick away. Um, (laughs) As a team, Appalachian State, Brandon rushed for 500 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. They had two players rush for over 15 yards for carry, including Peoples. This kid deserves it. I know it's unconventional, guys, but Peoples deserve this pick. He's a sophomore from Linville, Alabama, and Brandon – he was. He's been hurt all year. He didn't get to play in the full season, and he showed out big time in this one. I mean, literally, what this was the first bowl game of the um of the season, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Brandon, first bowl game of the season, and he showed out. I remember watching this game at like two o'clock because I was at work, kind of had it on my other screen, and every single time they handed it off to people, so the announcer would be like, "And that's a touchdown," and he would oh, yeah. get a touchdown. I mean, it was. It was pure domination by Peoples. And listen, I know everyone was waiting for, you know, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, all these big names. If you, I don't care what team you play on, what position you play. If you rush for 317 yards and five touchdowns, you deserve the MVP of bowl season. And so my first pick, my number one spot, Cameron Peoples, come get you oh, – we need to send him a trophy. The Blue Bloods MVP 2020 bowl season, Cameron Peoples from Appalachian State.
1: Yeah, I'm in. I'm in on that. So, guys, if you were sitting there waiting for, for that award that Zach just mentioned uh, to one of the big names, well, you got it here. Devontae Smith. I mean, that's far and away. Like, just <laughs> He's like a such clear, a monster. The clear w- winner of this MVP. Yeah, I mean, good Lord. It is, so, in his first game against Notre Dame, he only needed seven receptions to go for 130 yards and three touchdowns. That's wild. That shouldn't be legal, but it happened. Um, and then not only that, but then in the national championship game, he had twelve receptions <laughs> for two hundred fifteen yards and three touchdowns. In, Wait the, first half. in the first half, <laughs> before he got injured. So yeah, he's definitely the MVP. You know, he single-handedly would have like if he was if he and Mac Jones were the only two on the field, then they would have they would have put put Ohio State. Uh, they would have given Ohio State a run for their money because that's twenty one points right there. Like that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, Ohio State only scored twenty four in the entire game. It, it's not even close. It has to be Devontae Smith was the number one MVP. I mean, he's the Heisman winner. I know it's kind of corny. It sounds lazy, but if you watched him play at all this postseason or at all this year, you understand.
0: No, I don't think that's a bad pick. I did it because we've already heaped our praise on Devontae Smith. So I wanted to give some of these other guys, some other bowl, you know, people some shine because we didn't really get to talk about them as much. But I have another unconventional one, Brandon. This just also was in the first week of the bowl season. In the Boca Tom Bowl, I'm giving my number two MVP to Zach Wilson. BYU okay. quarterback, 425 yards passing, three passing touchdowns, and two more rushing touchdowns for a total of five touchdowns. And he had a 98.4 QBR.
1: I mean, that's pretty good. He also got, um, got uh, the crap knocked out of him in that last game.
0: That's true. He did. You know, he got bullied. He got he got assaulted on the field, but he delivered 26 for 34 to Brennan. He's accurate. He's efficient. He was averaging 12 yards of completion, which is pushing the ball down the field. And it was against a UCF defense that played well this year against the pass. Right. And he made them look silly. We already talked about, you know, UCF being one of my worst performances. This dude put up major points. And his stats, Brandon, he got taken out in like the third quarter how wild so, is that? so imagine if he would have kept playing this dude would have thrown for easily over 500 yards zach wilson my number two mvp for bowl season and i don't feel bad about it at all shout out to gunner romney for his receiving touchdown too
1: <laughs> if your name is gunner then you deserve it um I, I don't i have kind of like a runner up and i know you already kind of talk crap about him in this in this <laughs> uh, in an earlier segment. I talk crap but about him. Yeah, because well, about his passing. I, I think what he did on the ground was incredible. Malik Willis scored four rushing touchdowns. that he Yeah, that four good. rushing that touchdowns. A big, yeah, he had two interceptions, but those four rushing touchdowns basically won Liberty the game. Um, I'm not. Don't I have don't have know say ba- I can... you don't
0: have to say basically. You, they won Liberty the game
1: for sure. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he's my runner-up if I had
0: to give one. Of them. I like it. I like it. So, Brandon, one last segment here before we wrap this up. We had so many bowl games that were canceled this year. Which one was the one that you wish would not have been canceled that you wanted to see the most this year?
1: So we had a lot of bowl games that were canceled, you're right. Um, but there weren't, like, a ton that were canceled that already had teams selected. Like there was some that, like, you know, there was one team in it and then it was canceled or there were a lot that, like, just the bowl sponsor canceled altogether. Um, So the one that actually had two teams selected that got canceled that I wanted to see the most, I guess, had to be Iowa and Missouri. Not, not necessarily a game that I really, really just was dying to watch, but it would have been fun. I mean, it would have been cool to watch this game. I mean, this is a Missouri team that played a lot better than a lot of people gave them credit for this season. You know, they had a lot of pretty close losses. This offense was electric. Iowa was a team that was pretty good this season. They were heating up, especially toward the end of the season. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's the one that if I had to choose one to be canceled, just because I don't want to choose Arkansas TCU because I didn't oh, watch the game at all.
0: Dang, okay. Yeah. Now that's come for me. <laughs> <clears throat> that's actually the – like, I picked this topic because of this game. Okay, I bro. actually was pumped to watch this game. I I thought this was going to be one of the better games of bowl season. I mean, you look at what Sam Pittman made Arkansas into. Arkansas was so scrappy. They were in almost every game, you know, within reason. No one was, you know, they weren't in a game with, you know, Alabama. But let's give them a break there. But they played hard every single game. I was interested to see Felipe France because he was balling toward the end of the season go up against Max Duggan. For TCU, I was looking forward to see Zachary Evans in that running game. Raheem Boyd for Arkansas was balling. I was I was actually thinking this was going to be an amazing game. It's going to be one of those old-fashioned where, you know, Arkansas and TCU used to play all the time back in the day, so I thought it was going to be a great, you know, redo of the robbery. I, I was very excited, and I thought this was going to be one of the closer, more competitive games of bowl season. So I would have loved to see Arkansas potentially get a win. Sam Pittman's first season after what they were for the last two, three years under Chad Morris.
1: Yeah, I know. I know what I said right there toward the end of my part. Um, I was messing with Zach. because This was the only other game where there were two teams that were picked. So, um, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. In, in, if you listen to this podcast, if you listen consistently, you remember the preview episode where we talked about these two teams and how excited we both, both were to watch this game. It probably would have been a really, really good game. I hate that it was canceled. Uh, that's that's how that's how things go nowadays.
0: Is there a team that didn't play in bowl season that you wish you would have got to see play in, in a bowl game?
1: Um, meh. I mean, Army would have been my answer if they didn't get picked up. Like, well, oh, if
0: they if they wouldn't have got picked up, some the club would have had to be burned to the ground.
1: <laughs> Somebody, some,
0: they, they, we got to storm the NCAA headquarters if that would have happened.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe UAB. Would have been a good uh, bowl mm-hmm. game. I mean, they were in a bowl and they didn't have a they didn't have anyone to play. So, yeah. but they were they were scrappy all season. They were they were pretty good this season. So that would have been a fun team to watch this postseason, I guess. And the yeah, Gasparilla Bowl.
0: I, I feel that. I mean, also would have liked to see some more Pac-12 teams play. I mean, you look at how many Pac-12 teams opted out. I mean, how how much fun would it have been to see USC go up against somebody or Arizona State with Jaden Daniels or, you know, anyone like that, or even UCLA. I thought UCLA would have been a great bowl matchup for somebody. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm looking at a lot of those Pac-12 teams. Oregon played, but really and truly most Pac-12 teams just canceled. Colorado played. They ended up getting smacked. Um but, yeah, I would like to see a little bit more Pac-12 teams play, to be honest with you, because I thought the Pac-12 needed that kind of boost, even though all the teams that qualified outside of Oregon really weren't in, I guess, position to compete, and then even Oregon had a bad matchup with Iowa State. Um, so Pac-12 looks real bad right now. So next season will be re- revenge season for the Pac-12, in my, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, now that you say Pac-12, uh, everyone knows I would I would have liked to see Keaton uh, cook in the in the uh, postseason.
0: You don't want to see your boy LSU play in the postseason.
1: No, uh, I don't because I don't. I don't know if I could have stood another loss. We, they finished five hundred this season, Zach. There's a self-imposed playoff or, or postseason ban this year. I, you, know, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I like that.
0: Well, okay. If they would have got matched up with UAB, are you taking LSU in that one?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know if I. Maybe. <laughs> he said that. Oh, no. I don't know. Well, He's... not only that, but do you know how many op- – like, I know LSU's young, but I think there would have been a decent amount of opt-outs for the for the playoff – or not playoff. They wouldn't have made a playoff for the bowl game this season.
0: I'm stressing against UAB, bro. Who's getting up for that?
1: Who's going to risk injury against UAB?
0: Max In Johnson the... would have been like, bet, TJ, you got this one.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
0: a bad look. But, guys – this kicks off our first episode of the best of 2020. Make sure to keep tuning in. We have a whole bunch of best of 2020s coming up. You know where to find us on social media Instagram at the underscore Blue Bloods, Twitter at the underscore underscore Blue Bloods, Facebook at the Blue Bloods Pod, websites to Blue Blood, the Blue Bloods Pod.com, YouTube, the Blue Bloods, or the Blue Blood CFB Podcast. You can find us at either. You know where to listen, man. You literally can find us everywhere. Keep spreading the word. Keep telling everybody about us, man. We appreciate all y'all who are listening, man. Season two going strong. Season three coming pretty soon. So make sure to tune in for that. Stay subscribed. Rate the podcast. Like the podcast. All that good stuff. We will be back later this week with another episode. But for right now, we out.